Hello and welcome to a special mini episode of the More From Law podcast. This instalment of the seven-part Flex Practice Area podcast series covers everything about IP law with Chris Copleston. We'll discuss what this practice area is all about, the average day-to-day tasks of a trainee or paralegal in this area, and what personalities and working styles it's best suited to. This podcast mini-series is brought to you by Flex, an online platform that provides a number of short and long-term paralegal opportunities across a number of sectors. Upload your CV and register in under 60 seconds to get access to hundreds of flexible paralegal opportunities and gain real-world commercial experience to help further your career. Simply head to the link in this episode's description to sign up today. So hi Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi Harry, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and an episode that I'm actually really looking forward to because this is talking about a practice area which I might not have practiced a lot of, but it's certainly close to my heart based on the reading of things that I've learned from other lawyers and from hearing other people's experiences of IP and technology law and uh, as well just having a sort of general passion and interest in the world of technology. I'm, I'm always interested to hear people's experiences on how you know, this side of technology and law can intersect when it comes to, to practice and legal services. But I guess before we get slightly too much into that, um, it'd be great to get a little bit of info about your sort of background state, your work within this practice area um, and, and yeah, your sort of expertise and knowledge here. Sure, sure. So um, IP is a wonderful practice area and I've, I've come into it um, after almost two years working for a, an IP company mm-hmm. out in Cambridge. Um, once, once I left there, there, I started at a company called Smith's Group PLC in their IP department, um, which has been absolutely incredible for the last eight months. Really, really interesting, insightful. Um, and has has helped me quite a lot in terms of career development and growth. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it, as a pretty basic starter question, how would you say or define what IP practice sort of is and if it's comparable to anything you might have done before, either on the GDL, LPC or in your degree or anything like that? Sure. Um, IP, uh, is the best way to describe it, is is something that is all at once technical and commercial um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a difficult thing to really encapsulate but but in essence um, as far as I see it um, it is the the legal framework in how well people's ideas are solidified and commercialized um, mm-hmm. and to be part of that to see how people um, grow from from genesis to um, commercial exploitation technologies and ideas is is something that is, is really really interesting um, compared to the other stages of um, you know my education going through the GDL and uh, the LPC in practice it is completely different mm-hmm. um, I studied uh, commercial law and intellectual property on the LPC as one of my modules uh, uh, that were electives um, and the the frameworks that are described in that whilst um, endlessly interesting don't really reflect how you'd actually put it into practice mm-hmm. um, in my day-to-day so that's that's one thing I would say there yeah, and I think that unfortunately that's quite a message I've heard echoed across a lot of practice areas that, you know, the LPC and LLB and everything else is very useful, but, you know, the actual day-to-day stuff of practice is very different in terms of the emphasis and this type of stuff you're doing, um, you know, working for a client or working in in-house positions. So I guess on that basis to help sort of listeners get a bit of an idea as to as to what that transition sort of looks like, what is your sort of average day-to-day working on, a, on the sort of tasks and things you're doing um, and even perhaps, you know, on something like a project, how might that span out over the course of a few weeks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, so my day-to-day uh, life, as it were, um, is full of very, very um, intricate things that uh, you'd have to to keep in mind. Um, you know, so 
for example, I'm in charge of trademark renewals. Um, and to, in order to do that, you have to be very, very date focused. You have to be very, very um, communication focused. So my day to day is, is very much, you know, starting off the day, making sure all emails are replied to, making sure all of my renewal dates or uh, dates where um, signatures are needed or there are particular documents to be handed over, um, and make sure they're all correlated. And then you work through those and you'd be in communication and uh, in constant uh, constant touch with people um, in order to you know maximize the efficacy of your day-to-day -day role um, within that there's there's lots of liaising um, with uh, my boss the global head of intellectual property to make sure that everything is running to targets and everything is running smoothly um, when then when there is then patents involved um, there's lots of liaising with inventors there's lots of liaising with various different areas of the business in order to understand not only um, how the patent is to be applied for, but if there are any renewals that need to be taken into account or if there ever is any particular documents that need to be signed. Um, so, so a lot of communication, a lot of a lot of heavy, um, you know, round the business um, sort of involvement that needs to be taken into account. So one would have to be quite abreast um, during the day. Mm -hmm. And I guess following on from that, um, do you think there is a particular type of student or candidate who you think is sort of best suited to this area of work? You know, for example, would you say that you need or, you know, it requires a sort of natural interest in technology or tech companies in order to get the most out of this sort of practice area? Or, or what's your sort of analysis? Um, from experience, everyone that I've worked with in IP so far has had a massive interest in growth, growing technologies, mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't have to say that it's a specific requirement. Um, what I would say is that you'd have to have um, an interest in learning, um, you know, both the legal frameworks that surround IP, but also being quite involved with your clients. Um, mm -hmm. That's the key thing. So for an individual that is willing to get quite involved there with their clients and one that is also very um, I suppose astute in timekeeping and day keeping and one that is uh, all at the same time very commercially focused and wants to drive home that commercialization of intellectual property as an actual transactional mm. piece I think it would appeal to, to, to those sorts of individuals there. Mm. I, I guess finally um, it, there's lots of different practice areas within within law firms especially the bigger ones which have mm. a more commercial or international focus say. Um, how would you say the IP department sort of fits within this this jigsaw of a firm when it comes to something like a quite commonplace, like a merger and acquisitions? How is it that you and your role in IP might communicate uh, with uh, with others uh, in other departments? Uh, so that is a very good question. So, with intellectual property, as it is something that is you know key to many businesses, um, <laughs> it's it's important, as I said, to to keep involved um, across all departments. You know, if you especially if you if you're talking mergers and acquisitions, you're going to have to figure out you know how the intellectual property of the you know the target or, or uh, there is going to um, play into that deal and what sort of value is going to be attached to that intellectual property so you know from you know if you're going to be talking about that specifically you're going to have to be involved with the tax departments in the finance departments yeah. um, you're going to have to be involved externally with valuers and things like that to to actually ensure that that particular um, you know uh, property is, is sold with the correct value 
and tra the assets there transfer. Um, for all other um, sort of departments, you know, you, you'd want to be looking at how um, the IP is utilized. So you'd be talking to various different marketing divisions throughout any business that you'd be uh, taking on as a client. Mm -hmm. But you know, in 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 specifically, if you want to talk about in a, in a firm that would be you know varied um, depending upon the particular usage of the ip so um to, to have a concrete answer there is 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 quite difficult um it all depends on that situational um i suppose uh outcome that you're, you're looking for mm, fantastic and i guess just one more final question um in terms of your perspectives as to what you thought ip might be like versus now you've obviously been practicing it for some time is was it everything that you kind of imagined or was it quite different to the sort of uh things you might read about in, in yeah practice yeah it was it's completely different it really mm -hmm. is um I, I i got into it with with the sort of the wide starry-eyed um oh ip is ip is amazing and it is it really really is but i hadn't appreciated the amount of work that actually goes into it you mm -hmm. know I, I, coming from um, a corporate and commercial background whilst it was always there in in, in parts um, mm -hmm. It was always very tangential that it was added on to any of the, you know, sort of the contracts that I was drafting or reviewing or anything like that. So when you when I actually got into it, um, you know, my my sort of eyes were opened to the fact that it is a very, very intellectually challenging, but very intellectually stimulating area of law. Um, and one mm -hmm. that I'm very thankful to have got a chance to be involved in. Mm. No, I'm sure like with almost any legal problem, the less that it kind of props up as an issue and the more you kind of just don't notice the fact that it's there doing its job yeah. better. And, um, I think that was certainly one thing that I always found fascinating about IP was just how prevalent it was in our day-to-day yeah. -day lives without us necessarily even knowing in, in terms of everything we do. But um, no, Chris, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights. It was great to, to hear from you and to hear your experiences uh, to date. Where can people go to, to learn more about yourself and sort of things we've talked about today? Uh, thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me on. Um, if you wanted to learn more about myself, you can visit my LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. It's Chris Copplestone, <laughs> obviously there. Um, mm -hmm. And you can also find out about um, uh, more of my work and, and how um, how I've got to the position that I'm in by visiting um, Flex Legal. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're a great group of um, individuals there that's, that help aspiring um, uh, legal professionals get involved with with various different firms and in-house roles perfect well thank you chris it's been a pleasure to hear your, your thoughts on this meeting today thanks again thanks, Appreciate it. thanks so much for listening to this edition of the more from law podcast if you'd like to support the show please rate it five stars on the itunes store and follow the show on your podcast platform of choice it really helps the show reach more listeners if you're looking for more tips, resources and guides, you can visit my website www.harryclarklaw.com where you can also sign up to my newsletter and stay up to date with everything that I'm up to. For now though, I'll see you in the next episode of More From Law.